Like, hey, everybody, it's totally time for Slayer Talk. (laughs) And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Gee, thanks, Shaggy. Oh, goodness. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Slayer Talk. Uh, My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my supportive girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much? It's been a good week here. It is October 14th, mm-hmm. 1997. <laughs> it is. So you, every time I, I give you an adjective, you get this look on your face like you're hoping for something else. <laughs> well, I'm usually trying to figure out where it's coming from. And uh, sometimes I don't know. And then I'm just wondering why. Okay. Why any of this? If we start asking why, if we start pulling at that thread, then the whole show falls apart. But I mean, like, was I particularly supportive? You seemed supportive of the opening. I see. You you were laughing instead of funny. saying no and and yeah, that should just be the opening every week. Shaggy. You you found what I donate. Congratulations. I don't know if I can do any other cartoon voices. Hmm. Next time, gadget. Oh, jeez, Doctor Claw. Yeah, is that kind of <laughs> close? Was he a doctor? I thought he was. I wonder what he earned his PhD. I don't again. think he was Mister Claw. <laughs> That's true. I guess. What do you think, Doctor Claw earned his PhD? Hmm. Torture. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What university did he go to for that? <laughs> Michigan or Michigan State, depending on your fanhood. Right. There you go. Sorry to take sides, everybody. Um, I didn't. But no, I think it was in uh, metallology. Metallurgy? Sure. That's how he made that metal arm. Okay. Why'd they call him Claw? He didn't have a claw. He had a metal, he had a robot arm. He, he had a cat in his lap all the time, didn't he? Like that James Bond villain. Yep, like Dr. No, he had a uh, a cat in his lap all the time. Dr. No, famous James Bond villain that also didn't had two working hands. Okay. He didn't have a claw. But he had a cat. What the fuck does that matter? <laughs> Cats have claws. Oh! Jesus. Okay. Keep up, man. I thought, well, that was, that's, <laughs> come on! You're gonna... <laughs> You're going to criticize me for that's a reach. Stretch Armstrong is less of a reach than that. Oh jeez. Now oh I'm all God. I'm thinking about is a reach around. Doctor, oh God. <laughs> that was from the movie that we did earlier right. this week. <laughs> anyway, uh so we did not perform a reach around, but we did watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh my god, I almost said Slayer Talk. We did watch Slayer Talk. We watched Slayer Talk. <laughs> That's the wrestling program that appears after Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's just a group of wrestlers sitting around talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> oh god. Hi, welcome to Slayer Talk. <laughs> that would be interesting. What did you think of the episode? I mean, it was a group of wrestlers, and you know, it'd probably just be, you know, they're blonde and boobs, and that's it. What? Are they female wrestlers? What? No, I'm saying that they'd be talking about Buffy's oh, boobs. 
They're blonde. <laughs> the boobs are also blonde. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Describe Buffy's boobs. They're blonde and boobs. God, I hope they're not blonde. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent description, Sean Michaels. <sighs> so this week's episode was Lizard Boy. Lizard Boy. There was a surprising lack of Lizard Boy in this episode. Yeah, you know, I don't like that they give away so much in the episode titles. It would have been like a shocking reveal. Do you know, I guess, yeah. Do you know that is true. Do you know how the what's it called? Friends, the Friends. <laughs> I'm an 80-year-old now. Holy shit. Do you ever watch The Friends? <laughs> Now, do you know, I think it's just Friends. Do you know how Friends, every episode title is the one with whatever? Mm-hmm. The one that where Monica's cleans yeah. or whatever, you know? I, yeah. I don't know the episode titles. The one with the missing remote control. Sure. I don't know. But. <laughs> what? <laughs> could this controller be any more missing? <laughs> just a, it's a weird. It's a weird plot for. Oh. Anyway, so uh, I think this show would benefit from a title style like that, hmm. where it was like the the one where the one where Buffy loves Angel or, or something like that. This one could have been the one with the frat party, and that wouldn't have yes, given anything away. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So we that- should write to the show and tell them that. <laughs> Joss Whedon. Do better naming your episode, sir. And better naming yourself. Put an H in your name, <gasps> Josh. He didn't do that. Come on. Oh, I know. His dad, legendary uh, writer, did. So. His dad wrote for, I don't know, your show of shows. and uh, So he's creative. Shit in the 50s. <laughs> so it's Joss. I maybe like that's, it. Maybe that uh, you'd like it. I don't like <laughs> But I do like Joss, yeah. Maybe that explains the lizard boy. Oh. oh god okay anyway so this plot's fairly convoluted is it about well what's going what's going on at the frat party is fairly convoluted i guess the strength of the episode as is the show at this point is the interpersonal relationships between the friend group angel buffy giles that kind of stuff. Cordelia. I don't know if she counts as being in the friend group. I she would. seems like she's starting to get there, though. She's, yeah, I guess. I mean, she's been in, like, a few episodes in a row. She's in more episodes now, and more, she's in more of them. And her and Buffy actually hung out. For five seconds. <laughs> That's true. Before Cordelia ditched her. That's true. She was just her way in the door, wasn't she? To get roofied. It just took Buffy a little longer to get roofied. She held out a little bit longer on her drink. This could have gone in an entirely different direction. It almost did. Yeah, that's true. It did almost. I mean, if the one lizard dude hadn't stopped the other lizard dude, then, you know. But are they lizard dudes? Well, no, they just worship a lizard dude. Psychotic uh, college kids. Maybe we're all psychotic, and that's why we saw a lizard dude at the end. (laughs) It's the only explanation I have. They're psychotic, uh, you know, rich frat boys that are pathological liars. So no change there. <laughs> Sorry to get political, everyone. 
I mean, this episode starts with a theme that's pretty recurrent in this show. Yeah. Buffy's bummed out that she has no life. Yeah, I I did kind of not love the whole Giles, like, you got to do this, and you got to do this, and I'm going to push you hard. Yeah. And she's like, but I'm 16, and I want a life. And it's like, I've heard all of this before. Yeah, they they need to figure something else out there. Like, Hopefully they did, now that, that Willow uh, actually yelled at them. Right. <laughs> That's true. I mean, they did kind of come to a uh, understanding at the end. I hope so. They've come to an understanding before. That's true. Giles conveniently forgets. I mean, it's like, you know, let her have some fun, and then when, like, the world's in danger, she'll take care of it. Apparently, yeah. Seems to work. I don't know. But <clears throat> he wouldn't let her go out and do anything, and she was outside pouting with her friends because he told her not to dawdle on the way to the library. So she purposely dawdled because right. she's 16. And she's going to, you know, fight against everything that the authority figures say. Right. She it, also, before this, has a dream. Well, we didn't see the dream. No, but she talks about it. Yeah, she she talks about she's been dreaming about, you know, angel sex this, stuff. This reminded me of you so much. Why? The just no the way she, not that you dream of uh, David Boreanaz I hope, but the way she said it only you baby <laughs> because she's talking to Willow and she's like I had a dream last night and Willow's like Angel again and he's like yeah and she's like what well, what was he doing in your dream and she goes stuff <laughs> the way she said stuff reminds me of yeah you. yeah that's true that would definitely be a me response mm-hmm. um. But yeah, so she's lusting after Angel in her dreams. And when she goes to the graveyard to do her patrolling later in the day, she, or was it the night before the frat boys get introduced? Well, or at the very beginning of the episode, we see these frat boys in these, it's, you know, real skull and bones type shit where they're in robes and stuff like that. They're chasing down a woman we don't know. Through the cemetery. Right. But I mean, like, as far as, like, Buffy meets the frat boys, you know, during school hours. Yeah. Was that before or after she's in the cemetery with Angel? I don't before. remember. Okay. So before this, uh, Cordelia is bragging about her college boyfriend. Right. And she's going to get to go to this frat party. Last but, week she was dating that band member. Yeah. That was with Seth Green. And now she's dating a college dude. And so Seth she's, Green. she's making her rounds. Um, but she goes up to the car and he's like, Hey, who's your friend? And she's like, that's not my friend. And they're like, Oh, well, she's hot or whatever. And like, they want her to come to the party. She's like, she's oh, special. We're closer than friends. We're like sisters. Mm-hmm. So she brings Buffy over to meet them. And apparently this douchey dude had explained to Cordelia later that there was some kind of balance that needs to be maintained and that she had to bring Buffy with her mm-hmm. or she couldn't come to the party. Right. Only a sixteen-year-old would agree to something bullshit like that. Right. And this was this was after their conversation, but he's because the one driving the car—I don't remember his name, Kent or whatever—he mm-hmm. uh, was the one that Cordelia was interested in. And then there was another one, the head lizard boy or whatever, who was interested in Buffy. Right. And they start. He's like the one guy hits on her for a second. I mean, kind of. He's like, hey, beautiful or whatever, mm-hmm. darling. And 
the other guy kind of interjects and starts talking to her. Well, she walks away because the one guy is a douche. And I don't know if that was set up, like if he was wingmanning him. I kind of think it was because the girl that they captured that we see later mentions how the one guy's nicer than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like that's his MO. Right. Because he's not really nicer. No. He's a fake nice guy. Right. He's like, but I'm such a nice guy. Women should just fucking throw themselves at me. <laughs> but yeah, so he flirts with Buffy. And then in the graveyard later, she runs into Angel. And this is date rapey and gross and weird. And I did not like it. Where, well, they're, they're arguing. Because, like, that's all they do. Mm. And he basically is like, oh, you know, you want me or whatever. And just, like, grabs her, like, real rough. Like, and not in the, it didn't seem like a passionate, sexy way. It seemed almost like an angry grab. Right. And, you know, then she, he, he said something about what you want me to kiss you or what, what, something about kissing her. I don't remember. He said something like, when I kiss you, it's, you, you don't wake up or whatever. So, something, yeah, vaguely threatening. And then she's like, no, when you kiss me, I want to die. And then she runs away. And it's like, what kind of fucking exchange was it? And he's talking about how, like, you're 16 and I am 246. Yeah. Yeah. So so he's like 230 years older than her. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, I think when you're a vampire, like, it's got to be different because you're going to be inappropriately older than everyone. Well, so how old do you think he is supposed to be? He said. Oh, you mean biologically, like before he became a when vampire? When he turned it, when he got turned. Late teens, early 20s. So maybe because you stop aging and like your blood doesn't flow or whatever. I don't know, it gets erections, but... Um, <laughs> They're magical erections. <laughs> every erection is a magical erection, Carol. Right. Um, past a certain age. <laughs> um, and so maybe his brain stops developing too. Maybe. So maybe he's like, you know... It seems that way. Mentally that age. Because he seems very immature. Yeah, you'd think like somebody who was alive for hundreds of years would just be so weird and different than everybody else because of the level of maturity they'd have to yeah. get to. They'd have a calmness about them. They'd be like, you know, well, but it'd be weird. It'd be like overripe fruit, you know, like they're, <laughs> they're past their expiration date, but they're still there. Yeah. So anytime you think about Angel, think about how he's like <laughs> overripe fruit. Okay. I just, I'm just saying, I don't care for their interaction. No, I, I think he was. I don't think he was date raping her or, no, or trying to be date raping. But he was threatening. I, I think that's what he was doing. He was trying to say, "Look, I'm a fucking monster." Yeah, but, little girl. But he's not a monster because he's nice. He's a nice vampire. Well, I think there are some women that are like, "Ooh, hurt me," you know, or whatever. And like, I think that's what they're playing to. Yeah, well, I think Buffy's probably one of those women because she's so strong. Yeah. I mean, it would be hard for her to find a guy that could grab her, you know, yeah. who could have the throwdown or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, so she's mad at Angel now. So when Cordelia approaches her and says, I have to bring you to this party, will you please come? And she's like putting on this whole like laying on thick Buffy. She's like, yeah, okay. Because she's like, I'm going to go make out with a frat boy or whatever. Like, yeah. And then Cordelia is trying to tell her what to do. Oh, God, it was awful. <laughs> Don't wear satin or black. Those are my uh, signatures or whatever. Even though she wore a terrible fucking, like, blue-green dress. Yeah. Yeah, and Buffy wore black anyway, but whatever. 
So, yeah, so they Buffy lies to Giles and says that her and her mother are both sick mm-hmm. and that that's why she's not available to do Slayer duty that right. night. Yeah. When, in fact, she's going to this frat party. She calls in sick yeah. for protecting the world. Yeah, she pretends to uh, to be ill. It's kind of funny. Um, and it's, I don't like, I don't think this is realistic either. How absolutely like wronged and scandalized that, uh, Willow and Xander were about it. You lied to Giles? Like you're fucking teenagers, not like 40 year olds. What's going on? How could you lie to our fucking librarian? Right. (laughs) But so she gets there and they hand them. How close are they with Giles? I mean, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to spend more time with Miss Calendar. Yeah. Less time with the teenagers. Less time trying to force Buffy to do things she doesn't want to do. Right. But her and Cordelia get to this frat party, and they get handed drinks as soon as they walk in. And I said immediately while we was watching it, <laughs> oh, uh, here, just take these pre-made drinks from strangers. Yeah. Ladies, never take a drink from a stranger, especially, like, unless it has, like, a lid, like, a sealed lid. You know? Like, not from something. Not from someone. I mean, a bartender's different. Right. They they're bound by you know fucking laws and shit. But everybody's bound by the law of not roofing somebody. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying like they're tied to an establishment with a fucking tax right. record. And you know, what I mean, like they're like bartenders. I mean, bartenders might try to roofie people, but that's not as common as this. It's very dangerous to take a open drink from a stranger. If you're going to a house party and you walk in and you're a pretty girl and you walk in the door and some fucking strange rich boy reptile man (laughs) uh, hands you a drink that's pre-made. Don't drink it. Is there alcohol in this, she says? Oh, just a little bit. (laughs) And what else is in this? It looked like straight alcohol, probably. I called it. Yes, you did. You called it, honey. Congratulations. Yeah, I will take my congratulations. But Buffy didn't drink her drink at first. No, the poison was in the was in the uh, ice. So since she waited to drink it, she actually got poisoned. What? You don't know that one? That <laughs> riddle? No. Two people are brought a glass of water, and the man's really thirsty, and he gulps his uh, drink down right away. The woman uh, nurses her drink, and the woman dies. It turns out both glass after police discover both glasses were poisoned. Mm. Why didn't he die? Because the poison was in the ice. Gotcha. Well, anyway, <laughs> the guy that was nice to her earlier saves her from some creepy dude, mm-hmm. and and they're dancing. When when did she drink her drink? When they went out back and they were talking after they were dancing. Yes. but she didn't have a drink in her hand the whole time they were dancing. Where'd she? They handed the- her another one. Oh. Yeah. They were really persistent with those drinks. Were they all roofied? Because, like, I mean, like, Xander walked in and grabbed a drink off a tray, not roofied. Well, you see what happened to him. I mean, you don't think he'd let that happen to him if he wasn't drugged, right? He was not roofied. Yeah, Xander- no, I'm sure they weren't all roofied. They had picked those two particular girls. Yeah. Well, and their drinks look different than all the other drinks. Yeah. But... Yeah, Xander decided that he should go keep an eye on Buffy and make sure she was okay at this frat party. Because he's super jealous of any man that even looks in Buffy's direction. He's so stupid. I'm so getting sick of this, too. Yeah. Let him find somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not not a bad-looking guy. 
and he's funny. No, he's, he he he's, could get a girl. Like I said before, when he takes his shirt off, he's 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 reasonably lean. Yeah, it's kind of weird how much attention you pay to dudes' bodies. It really kind of freaks me out. Does it? Yeah, Does it freak you out. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you have some issues. Okay. I think you're being freaked out by that speaks more to your issues than mine. Sure. That's what I think. It's because he's obsessed with working out. That's what it is. Anyway. Like, yeah. So Xander is goes in and he's trying to save her, but immediately gets intercepted by the frat boys because apparently, and I did not realize this, frat parties, the only dudes there are the frat boys. Yeah. That's like, why would a girl agree to this? It's weird. Well, they want to meet frat guys. I guess. They should be willing well, to have... I, I don't understand what you're talking about. Why would girls agree to this? Why? Like, yeah, these ones are fucking creepy or whatever, but like, what is the difference? Because they don't want any competition and they're only inviting women to hook up with them. Otherwise, they wouldn't care if there was competition. Yeah. So why would a girl agree to go to a party with drinking with frat boys, knowing that they only want one thing? To hook up with a guy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why would women go to a bar? Knowing that guys are there to meet women because they only want one thing. Why would a woman go outside when she knows there are men there that only want one thing? I mean, what the fuck? I guess. Whatever. I just didn't think that was the case, and I thought it was weird. It was. It's so funny to me that you, a pretty girl, thinks that any guy anywhere does anything for you or with you for any other reason than you're pretty. You're so silly. <sighs> anyway, poor mm-hmm. Xander... He gets, like, they say, they grab him and they say new pledge. Yeah, because they're like, hey, who's this fucking door? Right. He's got his hair all, like, fucking plastered to the side. Looks Uh, like Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) They make him wear a blonde wig and a bra and, like, do all kinds of stuff. Okay. (laughs) I know it's the WB, but they don't make him do all kinds of stuff. Not like that. He has to, like fucking serve drinks and shit is that all i think because i thought they were doing like making them dance and stuff yeah maybe i don't know i thought they were not nice well i don't know if you saw but there was a there was another pledge there in a dress yeah dress like being a cocktail waitress i saw that but i mean he chose that i don't feel sorry for him no no he's a and he's a fucking creep i'm sure he's one of these fucking people right but yeah i mean i'm I agree. Some sympathy for Xander, sure. But, okay, so Buffy ends up pounding down her drink and and passing out because it's roofied. And then they drag her in a bedroom where Cordelia is already there. Yeah. On the, on the floor. Yeah. and She didn't make it to the bed. And, like, one of the guys starts, like, touching on Buffy and, like, you know, he, like he's going to do stuff. And then the other guy's like, She's for the pleasure of the one we serve. Yeah, so fucking get your hands off her. And he's like, wow, whatever. Like, at first it was like, oh, hey, he's not a douche, but he's a douche because he's not saving her for a good reason. Ugh. Meanwhile, Willow's helping Giles with, because they found a bracelet. Mm -hmm, In the cemetery. He didn't mention that, but when they were on patrol, they found a bracelet and uh, Angel's like, oh, it's got blood on it. I can smell it. She's like, oh, great. So anytime I'm on my period, you know. Yeah. Um, why doesn't that drive vampires nuts? I don't know. I don't want to think about it. That's icky. Anyway, 
So. It I, is. I just, I, they gave me an image in my head that I'm not, not going to share and isn't good. Um, anyway, so they take it back to Giles and Willow. And so while Buffy is quote unquote sick, Willow's helping Giles. The, the pendant, the bracelet or whatever, it looks like a fucking like diabetic medical alert. Yes, it does. But it's broken in half or whatever. Don't know how they did that. I guess they have superhuman strength. I don't know. But it says ENT on one side. And Willow's like, I've seen these before. I, I don't know. Like, could be somebody's name or whatever, you know? So she's like, let me help you track this down or whatever. So the detective work that she does <laughs> is she fires up her computer and she's got a, a big, bold letters on the middle of the computer. It says ENT. And then it's just going A, B, C. <laughs> you know, what you could do in your head. It's going down. It was ridiculous. The fucking alphabet. Like she's some kind of hacker or something. It was hilarious. And then it gets to Kay and she's like, Kent, that's where I've seen it before. Kent's a school. Let's look up their newspaper. Oh, several women have disappeared. Uh, th- this is like it's the 10th of, of October. October. And it's all like the, the, the anniversary. So several women go missing each year on this date. And from the, Kent only, apparently. No, 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 from the schools or all the surrounding schools. Okay. All the surrounding schools to the area. And they they realize that the fraternity, the college is like at the epicenter of it all. But my question is, what if this was just a regular serial killer? Are I, they supposed to stop those kind of crimes too? Right. Maybe. Why not? But I think you're uh, giving them too much credit. They did not realize the college was at the epicenter of it all, or the frat house. It was on the south side of the cemetery. It's by the south side of the cemetery where they found the bracelet. Oh, it's a, where we found the bracelets by that frat house. Let's go. That's got to be it. The fuck? Yeah, it could have been anything. It was ridiculous. I, I did not like the detective work in this episode at all. Oh, you didn't like the giant ENT bold letters in the middle of the computer screen? Or the stupidity about, you know, figuring it out. But anyway, so they figure it out, so they go there. They get Angel. Yeah, and Angel's like, they've got Buffy, and he, like, vamps out with his weird vampire face thing, which apparently uh, Willow thought was sexy. That was funny. Yeah, Willow's uh, another one of those women that wants to be controlled. (laughs) She's like, you should have seen him when he thought you were in danger. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so they break into the frat house, and then they just start fucking beating People's ass. Right. Every, every boy is fair game. And they end up going downstairs where Cordelia and Buffy and random girl. The girl from the beginning of the episode. Is, are chained. And she's like, she, I don't, I don't know how many days she's been there, like three days or something like that, like hanging there. She's entirely too calm and very sarcastic. <laughs> every episode or every, everything somebody says is a quip yeah, from her. She was the comic relief, apparently. It's so weird. Yeah. They, they kidnapped Shecky Green. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so how's that uh, for a reference? It's an up-to-date reference, huh? You haven't called me Grandpa in a while. I don't know the reference, so I didn't even Shecky know it Green's was like old. A comedian from the 40s. Oh, well, there you 50s. go. Okay, Grandpa, thanks. Anyway, so 
this lizard appears. When the lizard is CGI, it looks shit. Oh my god, it's awful. When it's practical, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's still like I said to you last night. It's a freaking monster, mm-hmm. and I'm sick of the monsters. I would rather just have the vampires. So Buffy does her Buffy thing and breaks the chains because she's superhuman. Right. And assists in the fighting uh, as Angel and company make their way down there. And ends up like getting them. They get arrested, the guys. She fucking cuts the tail off of this lizard dude, right? Mm-hmm. And he slinks away. What happened to him? Because later they say the police investigate. They found bones of missing women. You know, then they tied it to these dudes like they had mm-hmm. killed them or whatever. And then they found bones that were like 50 years old, too. But they didn't find a giant fucking lizard. So what happened to that thing? Did it die? Well, I think it died because they mentioned that all these like high powered companies are starting to like lose money and people are committing suicide in boardrooms and all this stuff. Well, I thought maybe that was just because it didn't get its sacrifice. Oh, maybe. But what's weird is... That makes sense. This is the convoluted part about it. Okay. So throughout the episode, they vaguely mention that they're they're rich. Mm -hmm. Like Xander hates them because they're rich and stuff like that. And Xander's like, one day I'll be fucking rich and powerful and they'll still have more. (laughs) Yeah, that was Um, a good line. uh, But so anyway, it's very vague, though, that they mention that. Like there's... They don't mention why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Then there's a news story afterwards, like you said, where they say, uh, you know, um, they found all those bones and everything. And they're like, you know, seemingly related story. The s- companies that are headed by CEOs that went to the same fraternity. They're, it's just very convenient reporting. Yeah. Their, their uh, stock prices are falling and everything. They're not as successful anymore. Could the two be tied? You know, they don't say that, but. But it's so it's so weird. It is. I agree. And like I said, very convoluted. So it's like they kind of ham fist at the end. That's like, oh, okay. So the reason they were sacrificing these virgins or whatever to this fucking lizard, whatever, is so their companies and ever so they'll be successful in whatever they do. Yeah. L- the lizard has the power to grant success. Apparently. So yeah, I mean, it was a way to uh, provide exposition. Explanation, yeah, but yeah, it's not exposition because it comes at the at the end. Okay, fine. It's a way to uh, provide an epilogue. Yeah, a shitty one, but yes. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't really explain a whole lot of things, like what happened to them, why any of this is. It's the Hellmouth. That's all the explanation you ever need. How long has the Hellmouth been here? Because this this goes back fifty years at least, probably forever. All right. Well, why weren't things happening? Why didn't this place need a Slayer before then? Why did fucking, uh, what's his name, meet her in, in Los Angeles? I don't know. She became a Slayer before she met Giles. Don't ask so many questions. I know you said you don't think that it's related to the movie, that the movie's not canonically part of the TV show. but Right. No, it's not. I don't know. No Luke Perry then. Yeah. Um, there's one of the, oh yeah, there was a joke that I appreciated in this episode. Uh, Xander's, there's a, they're at the bronze and they're talking about Angel and 
Xander's like, what the fuck? Why are we guys got to fucking talk about Angel, that fucking loser, that freak, or whatever? And he walks up behind him, you know? And he tur- like Xander turns and looks. And instead of being like, he's right behind me or whatever, instead of doing like fucking hackney joke or whatever, he just goes, hey, Angel. <laughs> yeah. I, think I think it's funny. He was talking shit about him. He sees him and then he just, and then he just casually says hello. That was funny. I, I like Xander's lines. Yeah. But that is the episode. That's what happened in the entire thing. So uh, you can write us at latefee1994awl.com. Yes. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. Share the tapes with your friends. Yes. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.